Welcome back to another podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Allie and Dan experience. It's a it's an experience. It's an experience. I've always said that. Thank you for being part of the experience. Yep. Views are up. Follow subscribers are up. My self esteem is up uh, we're for the real, time being. <laughs> we're really excited here. Oh, uh, so everything's going fantastic. We want to welcome you guys back. And we had a huge day yesterday. Allie had many appointments. Babe, give us a brief, fill us in, like, how was yesterday for you? Yeah, um, yesterday I had a lot of self-care appointments. Um, you go, getting girl. Getting my body ready for, <laughs> for what is about to happen. And we'll give you just a brief update on the midwife appointment. I had my cervix Maybe I shouldn't use that word. I no, was that's checked. That's the right word. That's the right word. And I am not really I have a cervix dilated. sound effect there for you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not really dilated, and so that's fine. It doesn't really mean anything. I just was wondering if I was, um, and I won't be checked again because it was very uncomfortable. Mm. But. Um, Anyway, I mean, you can go from zero to 10 in like eight hours, or it can take like 40 some odd hours or weeks even. No thanks. So there's really no, it's not like a very good indication of when she's coming in. So why did you do it then? Curiosity, probably. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm looking over and here's another, here's my woman in someone else's bed, okay? with someone else lubing their fingers up and touching you. So if you're in my shoes and I'm sitting there in the corner, weak and afraid, and <laughs> what does, how do you, did you even think of how that might've made me feel? Well, I, I'm not really sure so I It made did. me feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that one made i was watching it round of no round of applause for you um no i think it was it was okay that you did it probably don't need to do it again because no it really i don't want to be checked until i am in active labor and feeling like i can't give anymore and i want her to be like you're at a nine <laughs> well hey well speaking of getting checked check this out yesterday I completed my first solo project on Hell in the Van, so I can now no longer be put into a category of uh, of worthless male companion that you put me in, emasculate me regularly, and that feels really good. I completed my first project, guys. It was a drawer that now houses our knives, silverware, some utensils for the kitchen. Um, I found a spot. I said, this is a spot that can use something because it's open space and open space in a van is valuable, right? And even if it's a couple of inches. A couple yep. of inches. I mean, that's what she said. But <laughs> anyways, we, I finished that project on the second half of yesterday and boy, oh boy, has it already been a dream come true. Yeah, I am very proud. I used to even up until not long ago be the one that even fixed everything on the van mm -hmm. it's not that dan didn't know how mm -hmm. he just i don't know probably it's mine and he didn't want to i don't know insert himself i guess oh, speaking of getting checked i didn't want to insert myself into your van sorry sorry not dan appropriate being exceptionally inappropriate today well listen it's the van fam baby and they they're adults okay it's one thing i know about a van fam is we have adults so 
anyway, I'm super proud. It's awesome. It's a great thing. We used to have our silverware in a glass jar mm-hmm. up in the cupboard, and it was a pain in the arse. Mm-hmm. And now it's really convenient, except for we can't get the drawer open. We need a handle still. Yeah. Yep. We, and then, Relax. man, oh, man, I am loving it. I love This is the first time in the van that the silverware has been easily accessible. <laughs> So I'm really yeah. happy and uh, it just felt good to complete a project and to see it through from start to finish. It was a very simple project, but oh, I, you know what we could I learned do a lot. is just take a saw, like a hole saw, and then our finger can open it and then we don't even have to put a, yeah, yeah, we can insert our finger. Wow. Like wow. a midwife. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> guys. Anyway, I gotta give you an air sound for that. Okay. Um, seriously, let's jump into this is a current events podcast. We only discuss current events here, apparently, even though we didn't just discuss. Well, yesterday's events were current. Um, oh, but we didn't finish. So you had your midwife appointment. And guys, think about this. We were in the car from what nine to I want to say like three o'clock. I was not. I was basically. In the van the whole time because you basically said you'll drive me from appointment to appointment <laughs> and you'll wait outside in between. No, the reality of it when you live in a van together is that he actually just it's not that he has no choice, but like where else is he gonna go? I guess you could have gone yeah. and sat in the library or coffee. That's what shop every all woman day. I've ever dated prior to you has also said to me. Where else are you gonna go? So that just reinforced that idea yesterday. Uh, but Dan <gasps> Uh, chauffeured and carried and took the dogs for a walk. Yes, and I so did. So on and so forth. So. so first, you had your haircut, and you you did. It wasn't really a haircut; it was more of a face frame, right? It was, yeah. And then I chauffeured you to the midwife appointment, which I was allowed to attend, and that's where you got your check done, and I sat in the corner. And well, that's, then that was the main reason you came with me all day, is so that you were there mm-hmm. for that. Correct, Amanda. And then we went to your chiropractor appointment, new chiropractor. Um, new adjustments. Did it did it satisfy you? Give me a one out of ten on the new chiropractor as of yesterday. The new chiropractor was fantastic. He's this big Samoan oh, guy, good. and he could pick me up and crack my neck and everything. The unfortunate thing that he said, and he gave me some stretches and like exercises to do, but because I am so close to giving birth, he couldn't really readjust my hip and lower back like I wanted mm. because a thing things could have gone wrong but b <laughs> they might not have it might it wouldn't have even really stayed because yeah. apparently I'm so loosey-goosey in Ooh. there at the moment mm-hmm. okay when he said come back when you're all done today I got a massage and he says I can't really go too deep right there because you know you're just about to give birth come back when you're done I'm like no, I'm in pain now. Fix me now. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but I tried. Yeah, well, you should have to... stood up for yourself. Okay, so after chiropractor, I then chauffeured you to acupuncture, which was... That was... Oh, wait, funny. before chiropractor, I chauffeured you up to Costco. I paid for the gas to put in the van. I then paid for all the groceries, and I then and then you bought us a piece of pizza for like two bucks. Yeah, well, um, typically I buy the dog food because Huck eats 
75. Yeah, percent of it. 75, guys. So it was nice of you to buy the dog food for the first time. Right, 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 right. Anyways, um, I was just joking around. We split costs. But then I took you to chiropractor. Then I took you to acupuncture. Now, acupuncture, some people say it can help get labor started. Well. Your thoughts? There's, there's, I had it yesterday for my hip. They don't do the um, acupuncture to get labor in motion, which oh, is a different sequence of it until oh, really? like week 38. Oh, gosh. So it's a whole different sequence. So she's been working on my hip and my lower good. back right now, and that felt great. Good, good. Wow, that's fantastic. Great news. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get anything really done to my body yesterday. It would have been nice. I mean, <laughs> fractured pelvis, you know, major surgery recovery, but you, you are uh, – no, seriously, I'm not I'm – not you, you need it, and I'm glad you got it. Thanks. Okay. So this is a current events podcast, and we talk about current events on this podcast, of course. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you've never watched the podcast before, basically, Allie doesn't know anything about current events. So this is kind of me telling Allie what's happening in the world and then seeing if she has any reaction at all to those <laughs> events. And this is sometimes we strike gold. Sometimes we get kind of a blank stare. What do you have on the docket for today, there, well, young man? Uh, let's get started. Okay, this is a really... Where do I want to start? Let's start with um, falling home prices in local housing mar- markets. So one of the things that Ali and I are really kind of focused on is what is our future going to look like after this year? I mean, essentially, we kind of have... And, and so there's a lot to unpack there, but... One thing Allie and I are both interested in is we would like to find the right place and we have a lot of different ideas, obviously. Tons of them, yeah. But I think just getting, you're never going to find the first, the first place isn't the perfect place. It might not be your forever place. But I think for us making a move and getting something that we can fix up and would be really fun. And so I don't know, we're... But maybe it's building our own house, you know. That's one thing we will do at some point. I just don't know if it'll be first or second or whatever, right? Sure. But there are falling home prices. Obviously, as most people know, um, the economy is tanking. Um, we're entering, we're, you know, there. there's it's talks of World War Three. There are talks of World War Three, so it's definitely yeah, becoming a buyer's market. Um, dollar's very strong, but, man, if you're in Europe and you're, spending euros or pounds or whatever australian doll you know no bueno no bueno it's basically the russian ruble and the u.s dollar are are strong don't quote me on the russian ruble but i believe it's strong because putin has all the gas and he's like kind of i don't know you know geopolitics you know about geopolitics right babe oh i never heard the word in my life (laughs) um but anyways getting back to the housing prices we're buyers we're in a buyer's market your thoughts yeah i'm excited to see where things go i think we're still waiting to see where they go i think they can only get better for us for a long time right so the trajectory is clear this is on yahoo news uh that's kind of the place where we start for our news because you know i feel like yahoo is kind of like a middle player they they They're not like biased to one side of the aisle or the other. So we start with Yahoo News. Falling home prices are getting more and more likely. And that kind of ties in with what you said is we don't know where we're going, but 
this is something that we like to hear. Yeah. I think we could have all predicted it because it went so high. It was so ridiculous for oh, so man. long. I mean, I feel and bad. People were buying absolute junk holes yeah. at astronomical prices. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for people in Portland that bought in the inner city or like, you know, in, in some of the, not the inner city, but like, yeah, in the kind of area near the yeah. main parts of the city. And, you know, there's lawlessness. It, there's so much crime in Portland these days. And those home prices were at extreme highs. I mean, I would just hate if I bought that. But, but then there, so their house, so what I saw a lot of that I just can't get over is they paid so much for their house. But their, then it's like their house, a sidewalk, that patch of grass before the road. And that's where the people, the homeless people were living. Right across the street. Move, not even across not the even across I mean, the street across the sidewalk new neighbors well new neighbors <laughs> in town baby and they uh they're bringing down the property values unfortunately okay so here's a statement markets already markets already posting monthly declines are general generally concentrated in the west and mountain west particularly washington idaho california utah colorado oregon montana nevada and arizona Yeehaw. those are some pretty good states to be home shopping in those those are the states we are kind of we like those states looking at anyway okay so i just read you some states which states of those oh i don't want to say like maybe nine or ten states i just read you pops out to you that you're think maybe is a place you'd end up soon for your first home i don't know that's just really difficult you, i just read you the list now <laughs> just for the podcast and i'm trying to hold my composure here pick a state or two and tell us <laughs> Um, maybe like I like Arizona I like Utah uh, those were two I was going to say I also want to say California even though California for sure even though um, if you can get a good deal yeah that's tough though even though I think that's maybe a little out of pricing budget but yeah utah arizona montana and nevada don't really right now same i'm kind of or in neither with idaho and i'm kind same. of interested in colorado yep um i have some cousins that live there mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i do like colorado love it but it is really far um but again we were from the west we're, coast yeah we're kind of a nomadic couple i mean <clears throat> i see us i see us finding the perfect place for our budget and for our <clears throat> lifestyle and either taking it turning you know turning a turd into a diamond i guess is the saying that i've never heard before <laughs> or um well or yeah just uh, I, I would love to do it a huge reno wouldn't you for sure i think so uh the other day a friend said to us i think you go whoa uh-oh, I've got a sound effect for just, that. Um, that's my rib. I've got a sound effect for that. <laughs> big kick, guys. Big kick. 36 um, and a half weeks pregnant. Big kick. Keep going. And she said, I think you guys are just trying to avoid, or you're, you keep denying that it's the Hood River area. Right. And I think she's somewhat right, but I think that we're still like, I'm looking elsewhere because maybe there is elsewhere. I'm less invested in. in the gorge at this point i love it i think we'll end up there oh, i love one it day. i just yeah i love it but i don't know 
there's you know three three to four months out of the year that it's just absolutely terrible there um but that's okay and that's i mean nowhere's perfect literally nowhere's perfect so um yeah i really like the gorge you know i don't know what i'm talking about i really like the gorge so anyways on top of this I saw a post on Facebook from a friend of yours that uh, is now become a friend of mine who's a realtor in Spring Lake near Grand Haven, Michigan, who posted a $400,000 home built in like 2020 or 2021, 20, I want to say like 24, 2300 square feet, good schools, like for 400000 And this is a new, I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous home, Shout two out story. Jenna Pope, if anyone needs a realtor yeah. in the Midwest. She's who you want to work with for Western sure. Western Michigan. Anyway. But I, I just like thought, I saw that, and then I think about all the the research and just the stuff I've done looking at houses on this half of the country, and I see that, and I'm like, what are we thinking? Yeah, you I know? mean, we could be really living large. Well, in if you Michigan. can spend four hundred grand on a brand new house, basically with all the bells and whistles for 400 grand 22 or 2400 square feet no renovation required what can you get to reno you know right well there were houses like houses that really needed a good good reno but um in good areas for like well under a hundred thousand dollars like 80 90 um in Michigan, I don't know. I can't remember how big they were. I don't remember a lot of it, but a couple years ago, and I, th- my brother and I mentioned it briefly. Like, should we get one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and maybe we should have, but we didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can get those now, anyways. No, not now, and that's okay. I mean, you know, things have changed since then. But no matter what, you can still get an affordable house. Um, and and I just I, those prices for me coming from the west coast is just like whoa really eye-opening and i mean spring lake is a beautiful area it's really cool but i don't know that although your friends a lot of them move back and they love it and your dad's lived there his whole life i told you i told you guys this right my dad when i started traveling i started traveling in a very big way right after college um and even during college my (laughs) dad said to me like he wasn't he's like i'm not excuse me i'm not concerned because all of my friends moved away after high school and all but one moved back yeah that seems to be a common thing i mean it's a great place to raise a family although the way we do things i think as a family is a little different than probably the the traditional american family yeah. Um, but we'll see. We're actually not even not even really started on that front yet. What do we know? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I just who knows? it's just interesting the housing prices. And like, for example, I could have the numbers a little bit wrong, but my brother has a five acre property. There was I mean, this was a pretty derelict garage. All dwellings were very derelict, very, very disgusting and all needed extreme amounts of work to Mm -hmm. make them even livable like i mean extreme and um they have put he they have put in so much you're talking about the property your chalet is on that's correct and i think he paid four hundred fifty thousand for this five acres my sister my stepsister lives in santa cruz they live very close to the ocean in santa cruz and they have a double wide and i think they paid 
five. Nah, something like that. I don't know. It's just those are the difference. I mean, but you know, then you look like at the place that they live. I, I mean, they can like walk to the beach. It's great. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, so it's just like the differences in houses that you get. Yeah. And it's a really nice double wide. It actually is like gorgeous. It's huge. It I've is never been into one. Really and I was big. Blown away. And it doesn't, I mean, you don't like feel like you're in a trailer or anything. There's nothing wrong with them. It's. I'm just saying these are the differences yeah. in around about prices right. around the U.S. Right. Okay, so we've touched on home prices. I mean, all good things are heading our way. Obviously, we're very excited about that. So um, maybe maybe the pricing the the pricing fairy will <laughs> sprinkle a little fairy dust on uh, us. I certainly don't need any more fairy dust, but I'll take a little more if it means lower house price. <laughs> um, okay, let's jump rapid fire into another topic so i'm just going to bounce around here on a few topics i don't even know what i got um oh here's a fun one say what this is on yahoo news say what that's the first two words of it blm founder patrice colors allegedly spent thousands in backyard renos on her 1.4 million dollar home uh i think probably i mean i think Pretty much people, the people at the top of BLM are definitely uh, embezzling money would be, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that's pretty obvious. Um, and so, so she she bought a ton of, she bought like a really nice house, 1.4 million, and she just gets to keep, you know, so skimming off the top, baby. Here's my <laughs> thing is when you see all these things happening online, like the Black Lives Matter and then... Um, Give me some more. I mean, last a couple of years Any ago, and then with COVID, and then right. with, a couple of years ago, it seemed like every other month there was this new craze online that everybody was posting about. Mm, yeah, you know, this, um, the power of social media or support that or whatever, and everybody's asking for money. It's like, what is that money even going? Oh to? yeah, well that's. I think that's a big question. I think. Uh, like you know, how how can I? Oh, I think we know where it's how going. How does my hundred dollar donation to Black Lives Matter actually support I, anything great, that needs to? I don't. That's point. what I don't get. I've never donated to any of I that bet, because I don't get it. I bet if you donate a hundred dollars to to Black Lives Matter, which is a corporation, I bet maybe somewhere between one to three dollars will make it to a place where it impacts. Uh, black lives I guess or like inner cities or places with that need it whether it's you know in a, you know whether it's rural I don't know where it goes but I will bet just based on my just based on my 35 or th- almost 36 years on this earth that a lot of it's going right into the pockets of the people at the top because it's a corporation you know and I they just, sell they basically sell a message like you know? what are they and they profit off of it what are they i just don't get any here here's another the, here's another spot like how here. can it be how can your dot like what are they actually doing okay listen to this last month shaloima bowers who emerged as the foundation's new leader in april was accused of using 10 million in donor money to pay his privately owned bowers consulting firm so i mean that's that like you just said you know this money is just being so, funneled around 
I have um, to share a story. So back uh-oh. when the Black Lives Matter thing was like real hot on the internet, uh-huh. it was like I almost avoided the internet because good call. A, I just it was overwhelming, but B, yeah. it was just like what? Like I don't get it. Of course, I think Black Lives Matter. Like what? But I don't understand what is going on and why everybody's sharing this and why my one of my cousins posted online and said i see you if you're not sharing all of these things i see who you are and you're just living your life i see who you are and i will take note or something like that and i was like yeah good for you what what does that like and then people are just sharing, well, I donated to this because... Um, oh, they're virtue signaling. Yeah, because and they want recognition. Like, I just don't... It's well, all... Well, to answer your question, the, the movement at its core is about bringing light to police brutality against black people. I believe that's kind of the sure. main... Which I... You know, I'm not going to say that that isn't a thing. Of course, I believe I think that is a huge issue. Um, but what I think what you're talking about is most people, like your cousin, is a, kind of a white virtue signaler. You know, I and just so po- they think. Well, I think you know the problem I have is like why you should stay off social media in general, and why I don't. Why I think it's so toxic is like apparently posting stuff on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram is like helping when in reality it's just causing more division that's what i don't get it's like you didn't share that or you're not you're not sharing anything you're not doing anything to support it's like how is clicking the share button showing my support okay maybe it's getting it out to a few more people no everybody knows everybody was in on it. it everybody was you know i'm just i just i'm not in belief that that is the way to go about well you just went down a spicy alley sorry but this was about how essentially i think the corporation black lives matter is probably laundering all the money it gets now i would be fully willing to donate my time and money if it was like here's this project that we're going to do in this part of the country and we need this money to do it and it made sense you know then i think if you could do that that would be a good way to spend money and you could see the end result whereas like you know, these people are definitely... I mean, I started a charity. I don't know if I've ever told this full story, but I started a charity when I was in Nepal when the earthquake happened. Mm. And I started it because I come from a pretty affluent area in Michigan, and who I was traveling with at the time also came from a very wealthy area in Sweden. And so we started a a charity, and basically we just funneled our family family and friends monies to literally actually going out i mean okay we had to rent a scooter we paid for that ourselves but like we went out ourselves and bought goods and like did what we could while we were there and we i personally even absorbed all of the transaction fees so that nobody nobody's dollar went yeah missing and then my, my dear grandma was like i couldn't figure out the link so i donated to international aid or whatever and i was like well, i'm that sure money that did probably a lot. didn't go anywhere <laughs> anyway. that's the problem and that's kind of why i brought this um this article up because you know it's it's proven that a lot of the biggest charities in the world 
um, if you donate to them, I think something like 10% actually goes to the cause, and it might even be less than that. Um, these are all, you know, uh, I think it's 501c tax exempt um, things, and the people that run them take home large salaries, and, and oftentimes they have other jobs. It's not like their full job. But, you know, at the end it's of the day, um, I think there's better ways to spend money, and, and clearly with articles like this. Um, People are skimming off the top. Did you skim any off the top of your charity no. for Nepal? You didn't. I told you I paid. Oh, you fool! Oh, I'm doing always it all wrong. no. Seriously, babe, always skim a little bit off the top for yourself, right? No, <laughs> a little I bit, never. A little even... bit for yourself, huh? Okay, let's move on. Um, staying. Let's jump over to finance. PayPal tells users it will find them twenty five hundred dollars for misinformation <laughs> and then backtracks immediately what? babe your thoughts yeah, i don't get what that means what do you mean misinformation yeah and buzzword <laughs> a buzzword meaningless buzzword in my opinion keep going basically if you say something that they don't like uh you're gonna get fined so I guess everyone got real. They put this in their terms of service, and they didn't think anyone would read it, and it got out real quick. But what do you mean? Like me as an individual, if I say something they don't like. Well, let's say you started a charity in Nepal, and you started saying that there was something going on, and you were bringing light to it. But you were using PayPal to take all these donations, and they were like, oh, well, what you're saying about what's happening in Nepal is we're classifying that as misinformation because it goes against what the government says. Let's say you're saying something different than the government. Then they'll classify you as misinformation and they, I mean, they'll do a lot worse to you than pull $2,500. But they are saying here you can, they can find individual users $2,500 for any one time uh, starting November 3rd for a one-time misinformation uh, well, I'm glad that somebody fact. else is reading that because who reads all those? Well, yeah, terms you certainly would. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't read it. Um, so I just used PayPal to pay for a service last week. Now I'm annoyed. Yeah. Well, I generally think PayPal's okay, but um, you know, all these big corporations—they work together. Um, they follow the narrative, whatever the current narrative is, and so you, whenever you do business with any of these um you know we had a lot of people talk about gofundme when we used gofundme for our van issues and a lot of people didn't want to donate using gofundme because they had um done some things up in canada to the i guess there was some canadian trucking controversy where they like kicked people off. oh they sh they shut down a donation page and like I think refunded all Oh. or they said they were going to first they said they were going to give all the money to some other scummy charity that was going on and then instead they'd refunded it all but I recall yeah, something like that. it's all it's got to go with the corporate narrative the political narrative and if it doesn't you get you're going to get uh, tarn tarnished you know it's wild I got to okay you want to take a quick pause well these this sun is just into my okay, face. quick pause, guys. Okay, guys, we're back. Um, we've had some spicy conversations here, and we just covered the PayPal one. It's 30 minutes halfway through the podcast, so I think what we should do is switch over to Patreon 
And we've got a few more topics I want to talk about. I want to talk about this Tulsi Gabbard situation. I think that's going to be really interesting. And then some some kind of interesting ones. Um, yeah, the, some some scary topics that I want to talk about. So we're going to switch over to Patreon. If, you, um, if you're not on Patreon, you don't know how this works, we have half the podcast here on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes, wherever podcasts are. And then the second half is Patreon only to try and encourage people that um, enjoy listening to us to sign up for Patreon. And, and that's a, a, I think it's a pretty sweet added bonus you get for our Patreon. So if that's something that interests you, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Allie and Dan. And there's links all over the place right down below in the video description yeah and just um to let you know there's uh memberships or however tiers tiers as low as five dollars a month so um it's a a bit that helps us out and if it's something you're interested in we'd love to see you over there and if not we'll see you next time on our next vlog okay guys adios bye-bye